Just a couple of quick announcements before we dive into this week's episode of the Basically Good Podcast. Come hang out with us on Wednesday, May 26th at 7 p.m. Central Time as we dive into what's going on in here, our pilot episode on Twitch featuring two members of the show as well as two of our wonderful Patreon heroes as we discuss episode 8 of The Bangerang Gang and episodes 69, 70, 71, and 72 of the Basically Good podcast. We're going to dive into the finale, ask some questions, uh, and really get a good inside look at uh, the player's perspective, the DM perspective on kind of where the seasons have gone up to this point. We're very excited to kind of dive in, have some questions asked by our Patreon heroes directly to the cast and have them answered on live Twitch television. So again, come hang out with us. May 26th at 7 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday. For our wonderful patrons that support us at the Recognized Hero Tier, as well as the Distinguished Hero Tier, this is a week of voting for the Genuine Hero Duels card that we will be producing later this month, having an artist actually commission out this character. Uh, We're doing like a tier style of voting, like a bracket style to where there's face-offs for each characters uh, in the show, shows that Chance has come up with, as well as some of us uh, have come up with as like a side characters. So those at the recognized hero tier and distinguished hero tier, today is the last day, Monday, May 24th is the last day for first round voting. And for the rest of the week, we're going to be doing a different bracket every day, working down to the very final two who will be one or the other will be the actual Hero Duels card. We're going to have those printed out uh, from a company that produces uh, playing cards, and they're going to be tarot size cards. Tarot, sorry, tarot size cards. Um, that will be the same hero, but they will be ranked differently. So there will be copper, silver, gold, and you guessed at the hollow mythic rare, actual holographic cards will be available. And we're going to shuffle those up once we get them in, and we're going to randomly wrap them in different pieces of brown paper, just like in the show. We're going to mail them out to all of our recognized and distinguished heroes to kind of open up and see what rank of this hero that they got. So we're going to be announcing the winner next Monday. Uh, We're going to tally everything up over the weekend, uh, but be sure to be checking in on the Discord as well as check your Patreon emails as they come in because we will be notifying you when there's a new bracket for you to vote on. We want to give it up for our patron of the week, Evan Online. Evan's been supporting us at the small town hero level and has been a huge member of our Discord, uh, making conversations happen week after week. Evan, thank you so much for all of your support as well as joining us for that pre-pod where we were really able to dive in about uh, Evan's latest YouTube video. Go check out Evan Online on YouTube as well for some amazing insights into some amazing video games. Evan, thank you so much for your support. If you would like to support us on Patreon, check us out at patreon.com slash basicallygoodpodcast and check out the available tiers and rewards that go with each tier. Unfortunately, we are sold out of all of our $25 tiers currently but we still have the $5 a month and the $10 a month tier available. Last but not least, this is the last full week where you can put in your orders to get your very own basically good shirt. We are also adding to our online store one more set of dice, the updated Vampire Menagerie set that is now available for you to grab. Go get it while you can. There's only one set, so take a look at it. But like I mentioned before, go put an order in for your shirt if you haven't done so just yet. Distinguished heroes of our Patreon, do not buy a shirt. We will be reaching out to you to get your shirt size and order that for you. 
all of the proceeds from the shirts going right back into the show. So if you can't afford a monthly Patreon donation, but you can maybe support us through the purchase of a shirt, we ask that you take a look at that. That is the, a great way to support us. Um, and for those of you who can't uh, purchase anything right now, we ask that you follow us on all of our socials and jump in the Discord so you can just hang out with us. We love to hear your feedback. We love to hear what you think about the show. So jump into our Discord. You can find that on our Twitter at, at basicallygpod on our pinned tweet. You can find information for all of our socials there, as well as basically good podcast on instagram and for more information about us as well as a link to our shop jump on over to basicallygoodpodcast.com that is all the announcements that i have for you today please enjoy this week's episode of the basically good podcast we open as aaron snaps back to his own body and is surrounded by a misty haze of refined pesh in a small, cozy cave draped with tapestries. He sits up in a cold sweat and is wide-eyed. Although you can't see his face, Brother Rowan next to you looks concerned. What do you do? Um, I imagine there are angry tears welling up in his eyes and he said he says those bastards have my friend I'm sorry I have to go and I start heading towards the exit of the cave as you stand you see a shadow pass over one of the tapestries in the wall and entering the room is a man in dark leather fatigues holding a blunderbuss. You see there is a sigil on his jacket of a red and gold emblem, which you most likely know would mean that he is some type of law enforcement of Isker. He says, Erinthriel, you are hereby placed under arrest for conspiracy and harboring a criminal. Put your hands up. Meanwhile, the teenage delinquents are all huddled against the wall. A few of them giggle, maybe perhaps thinking this is just part of one of their visions. But Brother Rowan stands silently behind you. What do you do? Hmm. I say, I'm sorry but I refuse to go with you. And then I'll just fight him right now. I'll kill him. I'll kill him. Oh I'll do it. God. I don't care. Brother Rowan oh speaks up and says, Aaron Threel, is what this man is saying true? 
No. But it might be from his perspective. Does he deserve to die? Only if he tries to stop me. I'm not going to ask again. Put your hands up. And he is going to, kind of like holding the blunderbuss in one hand, he's going to reach around in his other, and you see he is holding a, a pair of black and red uh, manacles. I'm ready to initiate combat. Oh, shit! He looks at you and says, Good. I'm glad you're willing to comply. And takes a step, or like lowers lowers the blunderbuss and begins fiddling with the manacles in midair. And then Brother Rowan puts his arm on your shoulder. And then the man turns and walks out and starts to leave the cave. That is so freaking cool. These are not the droids you're looking for. And Brother Rowan. <gasps> oh my gosh. Brother oh my gosh. Rowan turns to you. Says the spell will only work, will only last a few more minutes. You should run and help your friend. Thank you. I'm off. Um, okay, then I am going to uh, catch fleet step on myself, and I'm just running towards. Um, yeah. Town. Okay. We're going to pan from the cave as we see this man walking in a haze through the opposite direction of the forest and we see Aaron sprint from the cave towards town. And then we are going to fade to black and then fade back in as we see the moonlit street Outside the pickled ear, as we see Kalare walking, feeling a little buzzed from her Isagirian. Or, no, 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 I'm sorry, her Ch- uh, Chalaxian uh, stout. Guinness. <laughs> and as we watch her take the street that leads out of town up the, up the hill to their castle to the breach you hear a few blocks over the sound of gunfire what do you do um wow uh do I know, like, in what general direction is the gunfire coming from? Is it from anywhere that I would be, I would recognize? Just where it, mm, a housing area. Yeah, housing just where area? a lot of, like, huts and houses are, townhouses. But not nothing specific. But this sounds like, like, five to eight gunshots going on. Like yeah. a firing squad. Yeah. yeah. Um... I think Kalare's natural just like interest 
Um, she's gonna start like lightly jogging towards that way. Um, she knows nobody in Breach Hill has guns, so I mean, the first shotgun she'd seen was back in the Mumingi, so she's gonna start heading that way and see what's going on. As you turn a corner down another street, you're faced with the barrel of a gun. And you see a man in darkened leather fatigues. A Sigurian guard sigil on his chest. And he says, Clare, I place you under arrest for conspiracy and harboring a criminal. Clary, like, kind of shudders back, puts her hands up, and she says, Oh, oh my God, I, I just... We just got back. What do you what do you mean? Harboring a criminal. Urkel Thaddeus Short is wanted for the murder of Chief Overseer of the Eladir Federal Bank. Mr. Vero. This kinda hits Kalere like a bag of bricks. Um she is kind of dumbfounded that Urkel would be wanted for anything, um, but then remembers him mentioning he had a past in Eladir. Um, and then two and two kind of comes together and she remembers the gunshots and her face goes from surprise to kind of a darkened anger. And she says, where? Where is he? Where's Urkel? I wouldn't worry about him, Miss Clary. Where's Urkel? He grips the blunderbuss tightly. Stand down, or I will shoot you here in the street. Shoot me where the fuck is Urkel? And she's going to lunge at him um, and try to grab his collar. Before that can happen, you see from a nearby alleyway, uh, a about five, eight, smaller framed humanoid uh, wearing a teal long jacket um, quickly kind of jumps out of the alley and pulls from their pocket a pen, which quickly flips open into like four different layers to form a stiletto dagger and they, in one fluid motion, cock the head of the man gripping the blunderbuss and like reverse grip through the throat. As, as the movements of both of you are kind of happening and like silently you hear like the last breath leave the man's mouth as they pull the pen back out, quickly fold it back into a chest pocket. And they kind of move their jacket back as it was covering their face and standing before you as a fair-skinned woman um, with a like short faded haircut, um, almost like an undercut. Um, 
and you catch a glimpse of like a holster underneath her jacket. Um, like one of those like vest holsters with the dueling pistol like pointed up towards her armpit. And uh, she looks at you and says, Clare, come with me. We have much to talk about. Kaleri kind of wipes some of the blood from the neck stabbing off of her cheek, puts a hand on her blade, and she says, You wouldn't happen to know where my good friend Urkel is, would you? That's... That's what I'm going to find out. There's no time for beating around the bush. And if those gunshots have anything to do with it, there are going to be some heads rolling here soon. I couldn't agree more. Come. I think I know where the shots were coming from. But she's going to just run. She's going to start running down the kind of the dark road. Kind of seeing the immediacy, I think Kaleri is going to realize that this person's not wasting her time. And she's going to let go of her blade and just sprint after her. Kind of cursing under her breath. We... This is kind of heavy. You're going to pan away as we see the slumped guard's body bleeding out into this empty street. And we're going to pan up the street towards the breach. And we're going to go deep inside the mountain until we inside the courtyard on the top floor where the brawl of heroes has happened. And we see a lone Frizzigeg on his walk back to his quarters. He's taking a lonely stroll, thinking some things over. But before he can reach the stairs going down to the basement, we see another woman in the same dark fatigues and enforcement sigil enter the courtyard. Holds a blunderbuss aimed at Frizz and says, calls out, Frizzigig, I place you under arrest. For conspiracy and harboring a criminal, it is in your best interest to come quietly. What are you, what are you talking about? I didn't do any of those things. Get the fuck out of my way. Why are you in my house? She grips the blunderbuss. I will not repeat myself again, goblin. Urkel Short is wanted for the murder of the chief overseer of the Eladir Bank. And you've been traveling with him ever since. So? I don't gotta take no answers from you. So, uh... Why don't you turn back around 
Why don't you walk out that front door and then maybe we'll have a conversation on the appropriate sides of that door. I'm here under th- strict authority of the Isagirian law. If you do not put your hands up, I will shoot. Um. <laughs> do it to him. Uh, I think Guppy crawls out of uh, Frizzy Gig's uh, very special sleeve. Uh, and Frizzy does a big, uh, you know, he pinches the two fingers in his mouth and does a big whistle. Uh, and um, says, if you don't do what I say, I don't think you're going to walk out of here. Frizzy Gig was caught with, was, was, was using the whistle right. to call out, by the way. Just anyone who might hear. Yeah. So be it. Roll for initiative. All right. Oh, here, here we, we go. go. Here we go. Yes. Natural 20. Oh, well, Chance, I also rolled a natural 20. Holy cow. <laughs> um. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Roll off. Um, my initiative is a thirty-two. Who's you? Do you beat me? Mine is also a 32. Holy roll off. <laughs> roll off. That's oh my crazy. god. You're not going to believe me. Did you get another one? I got another 20. Oh man. Come on. Nope. That's just a, a not natural 20 for me. Jeez. Okay. So I, was, I uh, think we're going to use roll 20 tonight. So. Uh, Holy shit. Right. Yoink that ass, Silas. Yoink that ass. <laughs> what does it mean to yoink an ass? Like, <laughs> what is what kind of action is yoinking? I think it's a two action ability. <laughs> <laughs> really, I feel like yoinking is fast. I feel like it's a swift action or something. <laughs> yeah, reaction. <laughs> yoink. <laughs> well, Wikipedia says. Uh, Yoink is a uh, onomatopoeic oh. accompanying <laughs> a, or describing a yank, swipe, or snatch. So, yeah, swipe swipe that ass. Yuck. All right. <laughs> I am going to, uh, or this woman is going to fire the blunderbuss for a, f- a 32. Holy cow. Woo. That does hit? Not a crit, though. It, let's see. For 11 piercing damage. And then... Jump change. And then she is going to drop the blunderbuss on the ground. Quick draw a rapier and then also pull out 
a pair of manacles, black and red manacles. And last action, or no, no, no. No, oh yeah, so quick draw is, is so she still gets to move. She pulls it out as she moves. And now she is in melee range of you. And then she ends her turn. Okay. Uh, Chains, where, where are the, on this map, sorry. Uh, where are the stairs to get downstairs located? Um, like here. Where are they? Oh, so like, right next to me. Yeah. Okay. This is a big choice. I could just book it. Nah, he's also kind of pissed off. Um, all right. Frizzy gig is going to, uh, him and Guppy are going to begin using quick alchemy to craft a bomb. Uh, and, uh, they're going to use debilitating bomb, uh, which means, uh, uh, when you use quick alchemy to craft an alchemical bomb, it's at least two levels lower than your advanced alchemical level. Um, uh, you can impose additional effects on your enemies. Uh, so I'm going to mix in the dazzled effect into this bomb, uh, and it is a dread ampule, uh, which also can inflict uh, the frightened tag. 35 to hit. 35? That is a crit, but not a card. Holy cow. Sick. Um... What element is Dread Ampule again? Uh, mental. Mental, okay. Uh, so that. Uh, 18 total mental damage. Uh, and. Uh, and because it was a crit, the target is frightened too. Damn. And also, uh, needs to now. Uh, needs to make a fortitude save. Got a 21. It's not gonna beat my class DC, so now you are also dazzled. Woof, dude. I am going to throw an acid flask. Okay, uh, she is going to use nimble dodge. Oh, five? Is that what that does? Uh, just two, I believe. Or two. It's a 27. 27. Is a hit exactly, dude. Bingo. Let's go. Not nimble enough. All right. So that's going to be... Uh, what is it? Yeah. So two uh, acid splash damage now, and then um, on their turn, they're going to take 2d6 Acid Oof. damage. Okay. Persistent. Yeah. That's a lot of damage. All right, boys. All right, her turn. So frightened two. That's mm -hmm. a minus. I'm assuming that's a minus two to uh, my attacks and mm -hmm. stuff. Okay. Um. Okay. She is going to spend all three actions on a special move called efficient capture. If the manacles are in hand and I'm adjacent to a creature. I attempt to bind you with them all. 
with the manacles with one attack roll. Holy. Oh my god. Natural two, dude. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. So she's like disoriented and all this stuff, and she's like, get here, over here. And she just like whiffs. You just like sneak, scuttle across from her um, grasp. Um, that's her full turn. And then she's going to take a 2d6 damage if you want to roll for it. I do. I very much do. Nine. Okay. Ooh. Ooh All right, your turn. Man, this is tough. Um, Reggie is now kind of thinking about what she said. And something is very clearly wrong. Uh, where's Urkel's concern? And if he straight up kills this person, he's gonna get in a lot of trouble. I know exactly what Frizzy is gonna do. Uh, Frizzy is going to dart down the stairs. Okay. Uh, and I'm assuming she might probably, she have attack of opportunity. I'm 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 not taking a five foot step. Uh, no. Sick. Uh, yeah, Frizzy Gig, uh, takes off. What is your movement speed? 30. Okay. Uh, and he is going to run whistling, uh, doing his dog whistle the whole way. Okay. Um, okay. It, you'll spend all three actions and you'll actually run, um, you'll actually make it down to the basement. So we're going to move the map mm -hmm. and at the end of your turn, she is going to dart after you. Uh, but she is going to end her turn 15 feet away. She's not as fast as you. Ooh. Just uh. running down these dark, dark <laughs> stairs, you know, down into the, the heart of the, the hillside. The heart of the breach. The breach. What do you do? Uh, Frisgate is going to continue to run through the basement towards the secret corridor to the pickled ear. That Amazing. is actually very big brain. Ooh. What a play. Um, Huge brain. I am going to say that she is determined to um, catch you and is mm -hmm. going to follow suit. Just follow you. And now she's 30 feet behind you. All right. Let's. Uh, the entire time calling out. Also, her blunderbuss is now on the the in the courtyard still. And she's just running after <laughs> you with her, her rapier. So are you just going to make a beeline back to town? Is that your plan? Yep. Okay. He knows that's where the rest of the group is. Something is very clearly wrong with Urkel. Uh, I mean, I mean, Frizzy is just kind of like running through all of the, like, right, like she mentioned that this is all related to Urkel. She is here by herself. Frizzy Gig is by himself. Uh, everyone else is scattered. Like something is very clearly mm -hmm. not wrong. And he, and at the very least, he knows like towards town is, is uh, in the direction of someone. Right. I, I will say this, you are going to make it down the passageway and you hear the clink when she's wearing like leather fatigue. So, uh, but you hear definitely like boots on stone um, and like heavy breathing coming from behind you. But as you, you've got like dark vision, right? Or like low light yep. or something. So no, I have dark vision. 
Okay, so yeah, you're you're running through and um, you're just booking it through this hallway. And I, I believe we said it was like miles back to town. Uh, but you see like far behind you, there's some kind of light source. It might be a torch. It might be something else. But that you definitely have have widened the gap between you and this guard. Mm. And you have now uh, reached the musty basement underneath the pickled ear. And you hear the sound of the late night, the, the last call patrons kind of enjoying their drinks above you. And you've probably got a, a minute or two, you know, a few minutes between you mm-hmm. and this guard. Uh, Frizzy Geek runs straight up to the bar, does not care about uh, the secret uh, and uh, that I think has been kept from the owner of the pickled ear. Um, that is this passageway. Uh, but no, runs straight up to the bar and um, just, where's Calare? Um as you kind of like jump up and, and you get get burst through the staff door, mm-hmm. um, you see all of the patrons are kind of like talking to each other and they're kind of there are the people behind the bar working are kind of standing out in the crowd of, of people uh, and there's people like looking out the windows and, and and the doors wide open, like people talking outside. There's some kind of commotion, right? This this group is stirred. And, um, yeah, so you run up to, to whoever's in charge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. you fart. I mean, like the bartender yeah. or if it's the owner back there, you know, the other. Yeah, yeah. You say you, you run up to Dulo and he says, um, uh, 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 Clary, uh, she, she was in here uh, a few minutes ago, uh, went back, went back to the castle. Um, gig heads out into the street in uh, trying to trace the direction that Clary would have gone. Hey, uh, Frizzigig, uh, it's dangerous out there. We heard we heard loud noises coming, coming from the west side of town. Somebody else follows me up from the basement. Fuck them up, and then Frizzigig takes off. <laughs> also the bad. Didn't uh, and I'm just remembering this, but didn't didn't Frizzigig fight Dulo in the Brawl of Heroes? Yes, I thought he did. I thought they. Uh, yeah, no, that was my first round. I yeah, think. yeah, <laughs> that's right. And, or no, that was my second round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dulo kind of like gives him a nod, and he kind of rounds up some patrons to kind of like stay by the door, you know. Uh, Sick. And with that, we are gonna pan as Frizzigig bursts out of the doors, the pickled ear, and. We are going to pan back to the house of Tiberius Ulfnod as we see Calare and a strange woman approach. And we see the wooden doors hanging off of its hinges and is riddled with buckshot. What do you guys do? What the hell happened here? Where's Urkel? Where the fuck is Urkel? Oh, God. God, no. She runs in. Fairy follows. As you enter, you see 
a horrible sight. The entire southern wall of this townhouse has been blown to hell. Uh, old picture frames lie on the ground, glass shattered trinkets and dresser drawers. Furniture has all been damaged from the blunderbuss shots. Pools of blood splatter here and there, seeping in to the fine rug in this living room and lying on the ground you see the body of Tiberius Wolfnod vast amounts of blood pool around him and you see what appears to be a final blow to his head It is a gruesome, gruesome scene. Um, She's gonna stand in the doorway, kind of winded. And kind of arms, arms like pressing up against the sides of the threshold and like shoulders just drop breathing just kind of comes to a standstill and then she's gonna after a beat like sprint in to the side of Tiberius and she's just like her her teal coat her uh, you know boots it's she just slides into the carnage and kind of cups his head in her lap she parts the hair over his head just kind of runs her hands down the side of his face just say what have they what have they done to you Kaleri's not far behind um runs into the doorway sees this woman holding Tiberius' head and kind of the wind is knocked out of her um, seeing him there she quickly looks around doesn't see anybody else, doesn't see her goal but sees the massacre that's occurred and she kind of instinctively grabs her sword in one hand and is holding it she grabs the side of the doorway you can almost see the wood that the door is made out of just buckling under her grip (laughs) and her nails start changing right into that of a jaguar just kind of piercing she says whoever whoever did this I swear to god I swear to Cataphys If Urko's alive, I'm bringing him back. But if he's not... And she just kind of stops talking. 
turns her head down. They're long gone, Galeri. We're too late. We're too late. I'm sorry, I, I, I can't. I, I refuse. I refuse to sit here idly and let another member of my family At this moment, there's a gust of wind as Aaron appears behind Clary. And he sees the scene inside. Aaron, he's gone. He's gone. I know. I saw it myself. They have Urkel. Vera, I don't know if you've been visited by any police or anything, but he's not dead. And the Hell Knights are working with him. That bastard who stole from me has our friend. Aaron, is it? It is. Who are you? My name is Sarah Forland. My husband was Tiberius. I've, I've known this was going to happen. Just earlier this evening, I stumbled across some gentlemen at the Pickle Deer, and they were talking about tonight. They we're talking about you all, Clary. That man coming to take you in, that man coming to arrest you, his, their plan was to take you all to, to travel the road to Eladir <sighs> and to make it look like an accident, make it look like you were ambushed on the road. All of you were to die. This group here, this Mr. Vero, been following him for for quite a while and as I've been following you all he's clean he runs clean and with this he would have been able to successfully be rid of you all Where, uh, there's one more where's the goblin at where's this, uh, frizzy gig at this time Frizzigig, um, through following uh, passer goers interested in the events, you find your way to the house, and there's now like almost a crowd of people begin walking that way, but you're obviously running a lot faster, and you reach the house. And you see everyone standing there, and you see this strange woman covered in blood laying next to Tiberius. And uh, Frizzy Gig runs up gasping because I just did the math and he ran a like a sub six minute mile for three miles. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> freaking marathon. <laughs> um What's going on? What's going on? Someone came for me. They were they said someone was up with Urkel. Tiberius is dead. Vero has Urkel. The, 
They're on their way to Eladir. They had plans to kill the rest of us what? off. What? I don't. And then, and then Frizzigig sees Tiberius, and he, he kind of uh, just yeah, he just crouches, trying to catch his breath, and he holds his head in his hands, and and is just trying to to figure it out. We can't stay here. I hear, I hear a crowd forming. We, we, we have to go. Follow me. And she like, kind of adjusts where she's sitting and like, make sure to take one last moment to like, say goodbye. Knowing that this is kind of a crime scene now and we can't really be around here. So she bends down and with one last kind of brush of his hair, kisses him on the forehead, and stands up and like scuffles the blood, like rummages through the blood and makes sure that all of her boot marks are like slid off to where she can't be tracked. She says, follow me. I have a room back at the Wizard's Grace. And like pops her jacket back on and tries to like blend in with the coming crowd, kind of go in the opposite direction. As, as uh, Urkel's mom, <laughs> Urkel's mom. It is as Urkel's she, mom. Yeah, I know. It's just so funny to say that. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Happy for, Mother's oh Day. God. As she kind of walks out and motions for the party to come with her, Clary looks over at Tiberius's kind of limp body um, and sees the torches and hears the people coming forward, and she kind of hallucinates a little bit and the setting around her changes and instead of Tiberius laying there she sees her father and um, the mix between Tiberius and, and Clary's father looks at her in the eye and says you didn't find him did you find him you can't lose another one. You've already lost one. Run, Kaleri. Not this time. And she kind of snaps back. And you see her eyes just darken. And she says, We don't have time. We don't have time to go back. We follow them now. I'm not losing another one. I'm not losing another one. And she starts to tear up. Kaleri starts wiping the tears from her eyes and looks up and sees a great sword on Tiberius's mantle. And she walks over and grabs it with both hands. She kneels down to where Tiberius is laying and does that thing where you close the eyes of somebody who's passed away if you're the first one to come across the body. And she says, it's okay, Dad, I'll find him. I'll find him this time. And she stands up with the great sword and walks towards the door. Does Sarah say anything at this? Yeah, yeah, she... She kind of sees the uneasiness in the room, and you, you've, you've, 
obviously not known her for much time and you've seen a very, you know, upset side of her. And um, from the moment she rises and heads towards the door, her expression changes. It's no longer panicked, no longer um, swept away, maybe. Um, and it's much more resolute, stern, focused. Um, she says, I know, I know. But these people, they are, they're not a cult. They're not, they're not just an operation. I know a lot about you all. I know who you've been dealing with. And these people, you can't just run after them. We will have a retribution. We will save my son. In time. But we need to be smart. We cannot stay here. Follow me. How can you... How can you say that they were just here? If we leave now, we can find them now. And I don't want to wait for my retribution. I don't want to come across them with Urkel dead. I don't know what he is to you. You said he's your son. But if he dies, I lose a member of my family too. I can't wait. I can't wait around. Why do you... Why do... What if we lose them? We'll never find them again. They are long gone. They will not be found. If you think for a moment that they'll take the main road, you're sadly mistaken. If you think for a moment that by the time that we become visible to them, they will not fill your friend, my son, with lead, you're sadly mistaken. We have no cards. We hold no chips. We do this now, we die. You die. Glaring. We She's right. We can't take on the amount of firepower they have right now. I know you don't trust me. I know you don't know who I am. But Calare, Aaron, Frizzygig, I know you. Trust me. Calare looks at Aaron. Her grip loosens a little bit on the great sword. And a little voice in the back of her head in that sounds like the Voku speaks up and says, don't give in to hate. Measured revenge is the only way to move forward. And Kaleri's gaze doesn't really break. It almost becomes more sinister and almost colder. But she loosens up and says, okay, sure. I don't know who you are, but I trust Aaron with my life. 
And as long as I can cut them from toe to head, I don't care how it happens. But if we get there and Urkel's dead, then I will be to blame. Clary doesn't say anything. We have to go. We have to go now. They followed me here. We, I, I, we need to go. I head out. As you guys leave through the front door, see there is a group of people gathering at the foot of this small hill the house is on. At the front of this group, you see Greta Gardenia in some thrown-together night clothes. She looks up at the four of you, rushing up, and says, What? What's happened? They found a man dead in the street. What? What's happened to you? Clary? Heroes? What is going on in my town? Clary just turns to her as we're leaving and says, They killed him. And they've got Urkel. I've got no time to talk. And she keeps walking. You guys kind of like walk past her and she kind of like peers in through the front door and just like gasps and like kind of like catches herself and you guys begin to move through the crowd they part for you and as you part moments later you see they start to creep up and investigate the scene and you see two of the three Isagiri guards begin to wade in closer, looking at the scene. <laughs> and then we cut to the four of you entering the Wizard's Grace. So we head upstairs. Um, the last door on the left, um, Sarah pulls out a key and unlocks the door. And it's dark, but she quickly lights a match um, to reveal um, a, a smaller room, um, but it's well-kept. Um, on the side uh, table by her bed is uh, a little tray with um, a, a well-used tea set and a smoldering um, long-stemmed cigarette. Um and she uh, kind of takes the candle after lighting the room over to um, a workspace that has been kind of disheveled uh, or, or like her, she's moved some furniture around to open up a really large portion of the wall. Um, and on passing on one of the, the uh, dressers that she has in there is uh, just a couple of like things. It looks like just some of her, just some, some coins. Um, and then all four of your hero duels cards 
and then an extra fifth of Tiberius is just sitting. Um, and surrounding those cards is some pretty well-written notes of, of each of you. It's scrawl, but it's organized. Um, and then on the large wall uh, on the back of the room is just a mural of different images and depictions of Vero, of uh, Lucian Vote, of Huberk, the mage that healed Urkel. Um, and there's like twine lines connecting each of them, uh, different uh, kind of portions of, of, the t- of town, a large map um, of, of Breach Hill, and in the middle of it all, connected by it all, is a wanted poster of Urkel Short. And she takes her cigarette in her hand and she heads over after shedding her teal coat and says, come, come on in, quick, quick, quick. Shuts the door behind you all. She stares at the wall and she takes a big old draw from that cigarette. She lets it out slowly and says, It's a funny thing. When 55 years of fear and paranoia comes crashing down on you at a moment's notice, Tiberius was risk, risk taker. Always the first to jump in a fight. And when Uncle was a boy, I always used to tell him that daddy was going to be coming home and I knew that I would just have to patch him up. There was always that small hint of fear. And he just wouldn't come home. He wouldn't make it. takes another draw and changes composure and just says about a month and a half ago I received a note from my son describing that he would be gone for a while that he would be traveling to Bridgeo knowing what that meant and understanding who he was and knowing that it wasn't in his character at all, I became very suspicious. And even more suspicious when a group of armed guards that addressed you all this evening came and burned down my home in Elodia. I ran, I fled to the only place I knew where to go, Breach Hill. But I knew that I was dealing with some very powerful foes, you know, see, when I was younger. I worked as a private investigator. And only those with immense power could control the law enforcement, like we saw here this evening. So I sat in the shadows. I watched you as you came down after your first call of heroes, and drank, and received word of the bloody blades 
I sat and watched as you prepared to head out for some time. And you may not have been aware, but there were people watching you. Marking your every move like I was. And it wasn't until the night that you all were preparing to leave when Urkel came to visit that I slipped him a little bit of information. I wanted posted just like this one, as a warning. I never thought, I never thought that they would actually act. But as you all begin to interfere from the whispers I heard around town about the shutting down of the operation over in the Mwangi Expanse, I knew that there was trouble brewing. I intercepted that message, and I was on my way. I was on my way to stop what was going to happen this evening, but I was too late. I was attacked. Just like you all. It was a setup. For me. For you. Now, all of these men, Mr. Vero, Lucian, Vote of the Hell Knights, they're all connected to this. And they're part of something much more terrifying. And I'm so sorry to tell you all, but I'm coming up cold with the next lead, except for, except for one string. You see, they'll be headed back to Elidir, where they can fade in the shadows. And I've been out of practice for some time. I'm not the spring chicken that I once was, but there's a man in the city He runs a gambling hall. And if there is any man that he hates more than his local underground enemies, it's the law enforcement and those tied to it. And I think, I think if we can get there and lay low, and take a little bit of time, I think I can get a meeting with him. He'll know what's going on. He'll know where to find Urkel. She takes another long draw, blows it out and says, but one thing is for sure. We cannot stay here any longer. These problems are much too big for Breach Hill. And I don't want to see anyone else get hurt. They'll be looking for us. Do you trust me? I say, I trust you enough. We have to go. Let's leave. Whatever brings Circle home. Whatever happens. Whoever's involved with this thing will fall. 
and I will be patient because I'm sure you feel for him just as much as I do, if not more, as his mother. But I will be clear. I can't play this waiting game forever. I've played it for seven years with my brother. So I can just respect you this once. But you've only got so much time. For me. We did it once. We can do it again. Crazy Geek pulls out of his pocket and a cigar that he stole from Urkel's stash that he uh, <laughs> was going with, that he was on his way to smoke. And I say that was in my head and that was what Frizz Gig was going to do when this episode started. And then he was stopped by the guard from Eladir. Um, he pulls out that cigar. We hold on to hope. And he lights it and he <laughs> sucks down a quarter <laughs> of it in one go. <laughs> We hunt them down. He blows. We bring our fucking friend back. Fuck yes! If we play our cards right, we can dismantle this whole operation. They will be dust. As they have turned what I love to dust. One more thing, just one more thing. Uh, Kaleri reaches back behind her head. She grabs all of her dreads. She pulls them up, grabs a dagger out, cuts them off. She's just got this short, massive hair. She holds up and says, this is how serious I am. Kujai don't cut their hair. But only when a promise is made, do they? She drops it and says, By my word, we will get Urkel back alive. Or anyone who touched him will spend eternity in hell. I'm not losing another. We leave tonight. You will have your revenge. And with that, we see the candle light of this room blow out. And we fade through the window out into the night sky, panning away far above Breach Hill as we see the crowd forming around the house of Tiberius Wolfgon. And then we fade to black. End of episode 71 and beginning of season 3. I can't fucking do this! Dude! I'm so bad!
Erinthriol. Is what this man say? Is what this man says? Wait, is what? This oh, is what this man say? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> is what this man, is what this man, this man say? says is? true? Yo, what this man say? Yes. <laughs> is what this man say? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, what this man say? Hey, is what this man say good? <laughs> Yo, what the fuck this man say? Aaron, what the fuck he say? <laughs>